Hi everyone. Welcome to our open mic variety night. It's Shell, you know, like a scene Shell from Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. I know I normally host my podcast live on Sunday nights, but during this pandemic, it's been kind of interesting to go on to Zoom and meet wonderful people like right here that we have with each of you. So we are going to do a mix of possibly poetry, music, comedy, what have you. And it'll be posted on, if you're listening to the audio, you can also watch on YouTube and vice versa. So we're going to start off the night with Brim for Peace, also known as Brenda G. Stanley. Okay. All right. Thank you, Shell. Glad to be here. Um, I'm Brim for Peace. And I have a poem called um, Living and Loving. It's from my book. This is your year of Jubilee. This is my second book. It's on Amazon. But wow, um, one of the points in this book is living and loving. And living and loving is about taking a mental vacay every now and then. And I want you to come with me. I'm going to play some background music. I'm ready. Um, Let's go. Very sure. <laughs> called um, I Like It. Head <laughs> up for Brent for Lee. Um, Brent for Peace. Brenda G. Stanley. I got tongue tied. I'm sorry. <laughs> living and loving. Taking a mental vacay every now and then. Won't you come with me? Uh-huh. Today I decided to spend more time living and loving myself like the bamboo whose bottom is shining like a crimson moon exposing her natural beauty. It doesn't matter who laughs or thinks otherwise. It is her glorious bottom and she's not ashamed. I decided not to live in shame of my voluptuous body, nor the most that embellish my pecan tan skin. I am going to strut like a flamboyant peacock just because I am alive. Today I decided to leave the debates for the debate team because I want to talk about love and life. It makes me so high, I want to kiss the sky. I want to talk about the galaxies and explore my history and roots that lead me back to Africa before slavery. I want no bashing, no boasting, just celebration and toasting, my dear family and friends, my lovable children, and the spectacular earth and sky. I want to learn the songs of the birds and sing a melody to God as they do. Hallelujah! I want to fly and soar. I want more out of life. There is no room in my grave matter for confusion and strife. For I want to sing and dance and prance all over the place. I want to rise and shine and be filled with grace. I want to be the honeybee that sucks the sweet nectar of life. Let me lie down in green pastures, not wallow in the mud, surpass failure or despair. Let the rains of heaven wash away my pains and restore my body and soul. Ah, oh, let me laugh <laughs> like the hyena. Let my free spirit run with the wild horses that drink from the rivers of living water. Let me sit under the trees with the wise poets and chess masters unraveling the mystical game of life. And then let me sit down at the table of humanity, together with people of every age, race, gender, and nation, sharing the bread of peace, love, and harmony. Let me meditate on this. I want my mind to be uncluttered, 
unencumbered, unbound, unchained, free from the stresses and messes that create static, which interferes with the frequencies of my joy. Don't disturb me with foolishness, pettiness, negativity, or crass, meaningless words to interrupt my flow or waste my time. Because I only have time for living and loving. And if you got time for that, then I got time for you. Thank you. Living and loving. Now for the poet. That was wonderful. Wow. Hey. Definitely, I definitely think I need to uh, play that over and over, right? Like when I'm doing yoga. <laughs> and is the music, uh, the background music also yours? No, it's uh, I licensed it from Epidemic Sound. It's nice. my latest show. It's called I Like It. <laughs> Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Thank you so much. That was Thank wonderful. You. No problem. I hope you'll stick around again. Oh, yeah, I'm here. more I'm time here. to do yeah, second rounds here, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy spoken word and open mic events. <laughs> wonderful. So I'm on tonight from work. So. Oh, I'm so happy you decided to take a work break with us. Wow. So again, I appreciate you as a nurse. I can't even imagine. I had two, you know, cancer surgeries 2020 and I love nurses. I wouldn't oh. have done it without y'all. <laughs> so thank you for being you. <laughs> so DL and I'm going to share a little of my own comedy here real quick. So I'm going to spotlight me and then we're going to go to you. All right, D. Allen, can you give me a thumbs up? <laughs> Let's see. It's D yeah. Thank you, D. Allen. All right, cool, cool. All right, give me just a minute. And my apologies, uh, Brenda, I meant to hit the spotlight video button a little sooner, so I'm so sorry. I was just so enthralled in your poem that I almost forgot, so it was about halfway or so I did hit the spotlight video. <laughs> so my <Okay>. apologies. <laughs> I try to remember. Okay. All right, so let me see if I can remember this a little bit. Okay, I'll just do one real quick. <laughs> it's my favorite one that kind of a, a fan favorite lately. All right. All right. Oh, would you like to introduce me, Brenda? Oh, yeah. Can you help me out? Yes, definitely. Okay, I'll type it okay. for you. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Hey, can you see it? Okay, yeah, I see it. Okay. I just thought for fun. I don't normally ask someone to introduce me oh, on my okay. open mics, okay. but why not? All right, we got Coffee Talk with Shell. She loves crochet, comedy. She loves helping market people, help people laugh. She'll have you in stitches, so be ready. Please welcome to the stage, Shell. Let's give it up. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was such a nice introduction. <laughs> so I've had a lot of jobs and a couple of them really stand out to me. The first one is, you know, I work sales and marketing and I make a lot of calls, but the most memorable one was the receptionist that answered, hello, director of first impressions. How can I elevate your day? You can do impressions? Can you do Miss Piggy and and sing too? That would elevate my day. Sure, honey. Everything's fine. So fun. So fun. But my favorite memory of all, well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it stands out the most to me, 
was when I was a camp counselor. Oh, we had this missing snake in the cabin, y'all. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrifying. And what got even worse is that one night I woke up like four in the morning and I heard zzz, zzz, coming from my pillow. So I jumped up immediately and I stomped it to death. And then my pager fell out. Y'all remember pagers before cell phones? Mm-hmm. Turned out it was my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, it was a snake after all. You see, I'd slithered my way to escape from that breakup and went off to camp and he missed boa constrictor, still trying to find a way back into my life. Uh-uh, ain't having it. Anyway, I'm Shell, that's my time. Thanks so much. <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> Thank you for the applause. I can't hear, but I see it. If you watch a YouTube video, there is proof that someone did laugh and, and clapped. <laughs> It's all good. It's been a challenge for us comedians on Zoom these days. <laughs> anyway, D. Allen, would you like me to introduce you? If you would, just uh, type your intro in the chat and I'll, I'll read it aloud and introduce you. Thumbs up. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, and while we're waiting on um, D. Allen to do that, oh, actually, we don't have to wait much longer. <laughs> there we go. All right, I'll share another joke or song or something later. Maybe a poem, probably a poem later. All right, and now from Oakland, California, welcome D. Allen. Okay, this is my first time here for Coffee Time, which Coffee Talk with Shell. And before I go into this, can any of y'all hear me okay? Either throw the thumbs up emoticon or give the thumbs up in person. Go. Cool. Okay, allow me to introduce myself to y'all properly. I'm D. Allen from Oakland, California, and I'm going to do two poems for y'all this evening. Before I go into that, a little Zoom etiquette. If you like what you hear coming from me today, you can respond by leaving your comments in chat, sending me a private message through chat, or use the reactions button for hands clapping. Thumbs up. Or if, you, or if you totally dig the piece I just did, the red heart for love. Now, the two pieces I'm about to do come out of my new book, Eloi Onichi, Poems, 2013 to 2018, released on Earth Day 2020. The book is separated into three sections. I'm only going to be reading two poems from two sections, one each. The first one is deeply personal and autobiographical from, the, from section one in the book entitled Harm to Nature from pages 10 and 11, this is called Conundrum. As a twiggy little boy of nine, I was so curious about the bumblebees hovering over blood red roses, flesh pink roses, bushes filled with pale yellow honeysuckles that grew in my grandmother's yard 
so curious when I reached out to touch one. Ah! That bumblebee stung me with its needle-like tail, leaving behind a mark swollen red, painful on the caramel brown of my arm. Never touched another one since. There were so many bumblebees back then, practically in swarms. Every spring, pollination time. Now I'm older, a man of 52, taller, darker skin, more closer to chocolate than caramel. Still twiggy though. Another spring has arrived and something's missing from the big ecological picture. Absence leaves behind a mark, a conundrum. Where have all the bumblebees gone? I hear different styles of music, but no distinctive droning buzz fills my ears. I see all manners of insects fly in the air, but no visible sign of the little pollinators paying any visits to East Oakland's roses. Extinction leaves behind a mark, a conundrum. Who will produce honey when the bumblebees are gone? And that first poem was called Conundrum, my personal rumination on the slow disappearance of bees from the world in the past five or six years. When I first wrote that poem in 2015, I would see a dozen bumblebees at most. And now it's the year 2021. It's a new year. We're still in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And I would see one bee or none. Blame that on a funny little thing called global warming or Roundup weed killing. And the last poem comes from section three in the book entitled Travels Through Nature. And these are poems based on my travels through different green places from pages 44 and 45 in the book. And this is an ode of sorts. This is called Guardians. They stand watch over everything precious that thrived in moist shadows and passed beneath them. Coastal redwoods, towering, supremely thick, rust-colored specimens of wood with 12-inch bark, giant elders, guardians of groves, at first glance, intimidating looking, yet inviting, maintained a steady vigil 1,000 years or less. Some humans rightfully saw fit to preserve these ancient watchers of life. When they wandered through one of the groves, William and Elizabeth Kent witnessed still unspoiled botanical beauty, vowed its protection from the logger saw's ripping touch, and gave it John Muir's name. Verdant patches of three-leaf clovers, sprawling coils of fern, Tall, slender Douglas fir trees trying hard to imitate their mightier redwood cousins. Hungry squirrels scampered a dirt floor on a foraging trip. A craving for acorns fallen or on a branch needs sating. Lean little trickle of water running down an extensive ditch toward Mount Tamalpais Way. Sorry masquerade as a full Russian crick. The steady march of hikers, boots and sneakers treading new grooves into overworn trails, are offered protection and shade by the guardians in return. So good. 
I want to give you a heart. I just can't find the heart emoji. <laughs> okay. And the last poem was called Guardians, an ode to Muir Woods, one of Northern California's best green areas. It is also the home of California's tallest, thickest, biggest, most colossal trees I've ever seen in my home state. And the tree that happens to be on the front cover of this book happens to be one of those gigantic coastal redwoods, old growth that has stayed in the same grove for over a thousand years and looking like that. Wow. If you've never been to Muir Woods and you got a vehicle that can pack in more than one person, like a SUV or station wagon, mm -hmm. take your friend, take your lover, take that annoying ass neighbor next door to you, <laughs> pack them all in a car, drive out to Mill Valley, California and see Muir Woods and those gigantic coastal redwoods for yourself. Mm -hmm. I've been to the redwoods. Love it. Oh, mm -hmm. I do too. And yeah. those two poems came out of my new book, Eloy Nietzsche, now available for Conviction to Change Publishing. From this computer mic to your ears, I'm D. Allen. Thanks for listening. Wonderful job, D. Allen. Oh my goodness. Y'all are so talented. I love open mic night. Always get inspired by y'all. As a matter of fact, my friend Henry's here, and I don't even know if he knows I wrote a song. I haven't learned how to rap yet. I'm working on it. So I'll probably do just poetry, spoken word style, but I'm trying to learn how to rap it. And then my goal is to hopefully eventually get the guy that actually used to live in my house, plays guitar and sings. His name's Chris, Chris Acosta. Shout out to him. He said he would take a listen to it. And if it's all good, hopefully he is open to doing a collab, which is my goal. It will be my first song ever, so I'm really excited. But I'm so inspired by y'all, I'm going to get on my computer right now and share it with y'all. But again, I'll just read it, read it like a poem, probably. And if I start to sound like a little rap, that's why, because that's the goal is to make it into a rap. <laughs> I love rap. I love poetry, map, map, uh, rap, music. Actually, I love all genre of music. But rap is just kind of the one thing I always find myself going back to, and I think it's because of poetry. So... Let me find it here. So surprise, Henry, you're going to hear my new song lyrics he hasn't heard before. And it's about my 2020. Everybody has a story for 2020, and this is mine. So, all right, give me just a moment here. Uh-oh, how do I find it? <laughs> okay, minimize. There we go. All right. I was having trouble figuring out how to change my screen for a sec, but I figured it out. But um, yeah, so mine, as, as I mentioned earlier about the two cancer surgeries, it's mostly about the first one where I had a tumor removed from my breast and the experience of some complications, let's just say. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. So I'm going to share that one with y'all. And it's called Rites of Passages. Well, I can't decide if it's going to be Rite of Passages or Rites of Passages. Maybe y'all can help me decide if it should be singular or plural on the on the right word, I can't decide. So I'll share it and then I'll, and then I'll give you the message after. Okay, give me just a second here as it comes up. Sorry for that noise. I wasn't gonna do it, but I was just so talented, I feel inspired. <laughs> okay. Okay, there we go. Okay, okay. Oh, it may be in my email. Well, hold on. 
no problem. All right, give me just a second. Henry, do you, you sure you don't want to share a joke or anything tonight while I find my song lyrics? Hey, for, uh, come on video. I'm just watching. <laughs> just watching. Are you on video right now? I can't see. No. Oh, okay, I'm changing screens for a sec. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, y'all, I thought I could find the file more quickly, but I'm almost there, I promise. I have a songwriting file, it's just in my email, not on my computer. There we go, it's good to have folders <laughs> and files. Okay, all right. So, uh, Henry, you wanna introduce me as uh, Seashell the Poet and Rapper? Welcome to the stage, the poet and rapper, Seashell. Thank you so much. <laughs> Rites of passages, rites of passages. From a flu shot to a blood clot, in between, that's where the test for COVID-19, afterthought. Let's go from my pre-op to my surgery, shall we? Radiologist hit a blood vessel to put the marker on my tumor. Oh no, sorry, but I forgave her. Didn't foresee the issues that a hematoma would bring. As my surgeon had to drain the blood just to perform my surgery, quite frustrating indeed. Images, damages, feeling limited, trying to be limitless. Rites of passages, all these challenges and imbalances, let me turn them into advantages. Rites of passages, rites of passages. And now that brings me to the recovery. Two weeks post-op turn into two months of why is it taking so long for you to heal up? and no one understanding but me. Needed armory for my surgery, internally, a return journey until recovery, rediscovery, rites of passages. Reaching out to me, praying, loving, overwhelmed, but hoping those who are struggling now asking me for my cheerleading. Rites of passages, rites of passages. That's all. <laughs> So I wrote that because um, my message is that at the very end is really the message right at the very end about my cheerleading. As soon as I decided, when I first got diagnosed, I didn't tell Saul, only my husband, I didn't tell anyone. And I was really scared to, to tell people because I knew all these questions would come up. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for it. And um, once I opened up, everyone else opened up. I know so many things I'd never imagined, you know, when you know that, like, when you see someone and you know, someone's probably got a story, but you don't know it. I felt like I learned so many people's stories. I got so many messages and calls and texts, and I still do, even yesterday. Hey, Shell, just want you to know I've had cancer the last two years. Hey, Shell, just want you to know my brother died, but nobody knows yet. It's like everybody feels like they can um, open up a little more when they know that you've gone through something so serious, too when you're facing life or death situation, you know, like COVID-19, I think a lot of us have become more vulnerable. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Thank you, Brim, for peace. So I will pass the mic now. <laughs> Did I go over my time? I'm so sorry as the host. I'm very embarrassed about that. But anyway, that's the message. So, oh, I thought you were saying I need to, uh, be, oh, Oh, it gives others the pace. What I mean is you pass the mic to other people. You know, it's like, you know, once one person comes up and breaks the ice, and then other people feel you give them the power to speak. and. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you mean you metaphorically. <laughs> I thought you meant literally. Like you said, other people know. Like other people were saying, let me tell you my story. You, mm -hmm. you opened it up. 
Yeah, that's beautiful. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I was like, oh, oh, no. but we do have a little more time. We could do at least, uh, I'll give you and DL and each and one more round if y'all would like. I would love to hear more. Henry, you got time? Like 15 more minutes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, You're awesome. You're trying to inspire me. <laughs> well, thank you. You're I'm the nurse. I might have to try to do my little rap on. <laughs> well, if anyone's inspiring, you're inspiring me because you're the nurse. <laughs> I guess we help each other. <laughs> yeah, I like I like when patients tell their stories. I I love it. I love. Oh, it. that I, that means a lot. I'm really glad to say that's. I have never written a song before. I just only done poetry again. That's why I'm trying to learn rap and turn it to a song. But uh, oh wow, thank you, D. Allen. I, if I may read this and share this on my podcast real quick here, D. Allen uh, is also sharing, like uh, Brenda just shared. So D. Allen's saying also from what I just said, y'all. He's saying that happened to him when. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. May I share that? I'm sorry. You sent it to me privately. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yes. Yeah. Go ahead and share it to the. Oh, that means a lot. Okay, and then Brenda, we'll we'll have you perform next. I'm sorry, uh, but I, I just I think it's important to share. Take your time. I like that. Oh, uh, y'all are so kind. I love open mic night. You see why I love doing open mic night, Henry? <laughs> so fun. Uh, so D. Allen just sent me a D. message, y'all, and he shared that he says that that happened to him when he performed a personal and political poem about police harassment at a nightclub in March of 1994. He said after he after I uh, did it before a club of 300 people, folks came up to me and started telling me their own stories of police harassment and racial profiling. Wow, that took a lot of courage for you to share your own story too, you know. Wow, 300 people, that's amazing. Oh, no doubt. That incident, and here's the funny thing about that incident, it took place in broad daylight. Oh, I was going in, I was going into my job. I worked at a restaurant at the time. The gates were closed and I was waiting for the boss. But these but all of a sudden, these three squad cars, these police cars, surrounded me and started frisking my person. Oh. And there were officers looking into my tote bag without my permission. Wow. And they were giving me the third degree. They thought I was going to go in and break into the place and steal shit. Oh, my but gosh. You were a performer. <laughs> yeah, but I, worked as a, but I was a restaurant worker during the day. Wow. Long story short. The cops left without an apology except for the words, he's clean. Oh. And they drove off. And I felt traumatized by that. Well, I can only imagine. I, I, can't, I can't imagine, actually. I, I, went home, I went home, tried to take a nap, but that same incident replayed itself in my head. And I felt, I woke up and I felt like I'm going to be haunted by this shit for the rest of my life. Oh. And I had to make a choice to either do that or write it down on paper. Oh, that's write it down on paper. And it resulted in a poem called Under Suspicion, which is in my first book. Wow. Well, Maybe you could perform it after Brenda goes next. And then we'll, we'll end the night with your performance, okay? All right. Thank you so much for sharing it again. I'm so sorry that happened to you, but I'm so glad that you found a way, you know, create, I always say creativity is the best therapy. And for me, it's comedy, music, poetry. And I, I'm just so happy that you, you do write and you do share. So thank you so much. And, uh, and Brenda, are you ready? Oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay. Oops, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Oh, I, oh hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> How do I click uh, help, help? 
Uh, can you hear me? Because I can't hear you because I think I accidentally clicked. I can hear there, you we, now. there we go. I'm sorry about that. Okay. okay. Let me make sure I spot All right. Okay. okay. All right. I changed my mind. I'm going to do a poem for you. Because Aww. you have such a wonderful I'm spirit. Cry. <laughs> and um, this poem is called I Am Still Me. These are the breasts where my firstborn nestled and suckled the milk and honey that flowed, nourishing her body and soothing her soul. These are the breasts where the love of my life gently caressed, a symbol of my womanhood, a mark of beauty, a part of me that budded like the petals of a rose. These are the breasts that made me look so elegant in my silk blouse and even in my old t-shirt. I now look at them, these breasts that never reached the age of sagging. I look at my chest where they once were, now gone, removed by the surgeon's knife because of the invasive carcinoma that hardened the softness where my baby used to lay her tender head. A scar is there where they once were. My breasts are gone, but I am still here. And my daughter can still lay her head here when she wants to reveal to me her heart. I am still her mother. I am still an aunt, a sister, a wife, a girlfriend, a grandmother. My heart still beats strong because though cancer took away my breasts, it could not take away my love, my self-worth, my joy, nor my purpose. For I can still give, and I am still me, but stronger, happier, and whole in a special way. My breasts, a symbol of my femininity now gone, but I am still here. And I am still feminine, still beautiful, still sensual, still lovable, because I am still me. I'll probably be crying after this. I'm trying to hold back right now. <laughs> I don't like to cry in front of people. And we'll tell you, that was amazing. Did you, is that in your book? Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. I want to, uh, see, I believe in fate. I believe in science and fate, all that good stuff. Like, I tell you my story, you tell me yours. You're a nurse. I was a patient. I'm trying not to be a patient anymore, by the way. <laughs> um, just, just patient, like, uh, like patient time-wise, but not medical. Yeah. Anyway, trying to be funny there, just not cry. But uh, <laughs> that was amazing. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I mean, thank you for sharing your patient story. I love oh, it. thank you. It all comes together, doesn't it? Yes, That's it amazing. <laughs> thank you again so much. Thank you. Uh, and D. Ellen, did you decide to share the appointment I asked about that goes with your story? Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, good. Wonderful. Now, if you could spotlight me one more time. Yes, sir. Thank you for reminding all me. All right. And this is my last poem for the evening before I go on to yet another open mic elsewhere. This is the piece that Shell asked for. This is from my very first book, Boneyard, Poems and Songs of African Struggle and Survival in the, in the U.S. I like that. I love the title. Well, my editor suggested that one from my, my old publisher, Poe Press. And this is from pages 10 and 11 in the book based on actual events, which I described earlier. This is called Under Suspicion. Protectors of these fascist streets chose me as their scapegoat, callous judgment out of panic. 
Three squad cars circled around me. Predators closing in on prey, frisking out my trench, frisking on person, prying in my tote bag, and found no weapons, no drugs, no crowbar, no club, and gave me an unwanted ID check, a consciousness shakedowns, and no apologies whatsoever. Faith in the law obliterated instantly, at least since they fucking arrived. Standing at the front gates of Sorry Sarah's past 10 a.m., I may have been guilty, all right. Guilty of being an innocent piece of dark meat looking forward to an honest day's toil. And that poem was called Under Suspicion, written on March 20th, 1994, the day it happened. Wow. So. And that was from that was from pages 10 and 11 of Boneyard from from Poe Press. It is regrettably out of print. I would love to get this book back in print someday. Oh, please do. It's so important. Such an important message to continue on. I hope you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I hope you come back. I'll do, be doing this at least once a month, but if I start feeling better sooner than once a week is my goal. Again. Thank you for giving this old black man's poetry a chance. That's well worth hearing. Anytime, D. Allen, you have talent. Thank you again. I hope to see you again next time. And we have about five minutes left. Henry, are you sure you don't want to share a joke? <laughs> Henry? Earth to Henry. Yeah, I'm here. I'm good. You're good. Okay. Henry's okay. not usually shy like that. <laughs> Henry and I are uh, both comedians, so I thought he might want to share. So on that note, if anyone is watching or listening, Henry and I will be starting a different open mic that is stand-up comedy only on February 12th. Just look up the joke, joke feedback sessions on Eventbrite because we also do weekly on Wednesdays a uh, weekly comedy writing sessions and we have decided to challenge ourselves right Henry and add our own stand-up comedy only open mic. <laughs> I'm a little nervous about it but it'll be fun. <laughs> so in the meantime but I will continue to do my open mic variety night for my podcast and the other will also be uh, recorded for my podcast too when we do the stand-up one on February 12th and, and once a month but again this is Coffee Talk with Shell where there's always Friday in life. Brenda would you like to say anyone anything sorry to, to anyone listening before we wrap up? I would like to say to Dee with him telling his story you know what I thought would be so cool if all of the young Black men that are, you know, wrongly profiled and harassed. Mm -hmm. I wish they could put on a show for police. You know, that's a just great idea. Yeah. Because when he was saying that, it's like you could, you, you wow. could kind of feel how he felt. I think sometimes people kind of got in touch with, and I'm, and I'm not knocking police or anything. My sister's a police chief. Right, um, sure. But I think people got to hear uh, the arts always help us. You know, I mean, we can be as intellectual as we want to be, but it's the arts that I bring agree. us together and help um, us to understand our humanity more. Definitely, definitely. I mean, everyone, everyone know at one time or another has said something like that. One movie changed my life or that 
song yeah. or, or poem or something. So yeah. that is a wonderful, beautiful idea. I hope you connects our humanity. It connects us. Yes. 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 Well, I'll, I will. Um, I will try to send a message. Maybe I can connect you and D. Allen for later to talk because I think you you should definitely talk to him about that idea and present yeah. it. It's a beautiful idea. Well, Henry, I appreciate you being our audience member tonight. And to those who may have actually tried to join, and I had to log on late because we had a storm here and I couldn't get through sooner. And I'm really sorry again to all of those people. I hope you'll come back. So we had, I think we had at least eight people signed up to perform tonight altogether. So my apologies. I'm, I, I hate missing anyone, especially open mic night, because I love everyone and, and seeing everyone's talent. You know, it's such a joy to share and, and watch. So I will wrap up and say thank you again to Brenda Lee Stanley, also known as Brim for Peace. And again, tell us the name of your book. Um, this is your year of Jubilee. Living and loving. <laughs> I love that title. That's right. And again, thanks to D. Allen. I know we had to go uh, just a moment ago a little early. And thank you again, Henry. <laughs> oh, and thanks to uh, Evil Dave, who was with us, I think, the first five oh, minutes. <laughs> I think we lost him a little early. <laughs> he, maybe he had a storm, too. I don't know. <laughs> I hope he's doing okay. But thank you all again. And I hope everyone will keep tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Love and thank peace. You. This is Shell. Good night. Okay, uh, hold on. Oh, thank y'all again, and I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs>